Erevin Perik Gimel Mishnah Hay 3.5. This Mishnah discusses the possibility of establishing a contingent Erev. That is to say, that he puts up one or more picnic baskets, so to speak, to service his potential Erev Tchumen, but he intends to determine whether one or the other or neither is the Erev Tchumen that will define his possible area of walking on Shabbos. Um, and that will be determined on Shabbos itself. So that means that we're relying on some sort of a retroactive determination, which is a halakhic concept called Brera. Now the truth is that Brera, retroactive determination about something's status um, now based on some future event, is a discussion that comes up in various places in Shas. The main topic is in Demai, actually, Sechas Demai. But it's actually Machlokas time if there is such a thing. The halacha is, like our Mishnah reflects, that when it comes to rabbinic issues, such as Erev Tchumen, there is a concept of Brera, meaning Yesh Brera, one could rely on this retroactive determination, and therefore, as we'll see in our Mishnah, there's a way to put up one or more Erevin and say, depending what happens on Shabbos, that will determine which of these Erevin are the one that should determine my locus for Shabbos. As far as Doraisa topics go, if there's we do not rely on Brera, no such thing, but since we're in a the halacha is that Erev Tchumen is Durabanan, so the halacha is this with Mishnah would be Halacha Lamaisa, that one could actually set up a contingent, meaning Altanai, Erev. And here what the Mishnah says inside Masna Adam, a person can make a Tanai condition, Al Eruvo, on his Erev Tchumen. And he can say, the Omer, Imbo of the Kuchavim in Mizrach. If the Gentiles were referring here to some sort of like financial risk to him, like uh, tax collectors that are coming that he has to run away from. And he says, if those Gentiles are coming from the east, a Ruvi Lamarim. So then the Erev Truman that I established in the west of my house, that should be the operative one, and that should be the center of my 2000 Amos, and I should be able to run in that direction to the west. Minamarev, on the other hand, he also puts up a second Erev Tchumen, and he puts that one in the east, and he says, if those Gentiles are coming from the west, then Eruvi Lemizrach, then I want the eastern Erev Tchumen to be operative. That will give me an extra 2,000 almost potentially to run further to the east away from them. So this guy set up two different Erevin, um, and they're both only the potential Erev Tchumen, establishing his Malcolm Shvisa, and at the time he puts them down on Friday afternoon, he's making this contingent declaration, which says, depending on what happens tomorrow, retroactively, that will determine which of these two Erevin are the operative one. And in fact, in Bo Mikan Mikan, if both contingencies are met, meaning there are Gentile pursuers that come after him, again, not, we're not talking about for to risk of life, but let's say after his money, tax collectors, so if they come from both directions, so then, Lamakum then I want to, it to be my prerogative, I want it to be able to determine tomorrow, based on whatever factors I'm taking into consideration then, that will determine which of the two Erevin are the operative one. That's a big Kiddush, right? He's allowed to actually say he'll determine tomorrow based on the events that happen tomorrow, and he could have his option which one. And there's even a fourth possibility, which is lo ba'o lo mekan velo mekan. If no Gentiles come at all, neither from the east nor the west, harini kivnei iri, then I want neither of the two Erevin to be operative, and instead I want my Malkum Shvisa, my center of my Shabbos domain, to be my town where I always was, and it always usually is, meaning that neither of the two 
Erevei Tchumen will be operative. So those are all the four possibilities, east, west, whichever one I want, if they come from both directions, or neither if they don't come from any direction. And again, this is going to be a halach lamai, so this is one could do such a thing. Um, worth pointing out this, that if, for argument's sake, in the nighttime he ends up choosing to go east, so and he makes use of the existing Erev, so halach lamai, so he will not be able now to change his mind or rely on subsequent events and go west Shabbos day. Once he's chosen one, so then the possibilities collapse and he only has that choice that he used. Um, he can't go back on it. The mission has the second case, which essentially is the same as the first. We'll have an added chiddush here. So instead of people coming to pursue him and bad things happening, there could be good things happening. The contingency he makes, that Tanai, the condition he sets up is that if on Shabbos I heard that there is going to be a rabbi coming to town to give a lecture and I want to go hear his lecture, so I don't know where he's coming from. He might be coming in the east or the west. If he comes from the east, so then Eruvi Lemizrach. Then I want the Erev I set up in the east to be my operative one, and therefore I'll be able to go an extra 2,000 almost potentially eastwards to hear this rabbi speak. Minamarev, if that rabbi ends up coming from the west, then Eruvi Lemarev. Then I want the picnic basket that I set up as my Eretzchumen in the west to be the operative one. Again, make sure it's clear he is actually physically establishing two separate baskets of food that he's now going to say only one of them is the operative one. He's not just saying words and relying on the words. He actually has a, an actual basket of food somewhere that functions as the Erev Tchumen, the potential Erev Tchumen. Boom, the Khan Mikan. If it ends up that two rabbis come, one from the east and one from the west, so then I want to have my druthers and decide tomorrow, based on who's coming and what they're talking about, whatever other factors I want to consider, whether I want to go hear the rabbi in the east or the rabbi in the west. So I get one of my options, the same way as before, it has options which way to run away. If they came from both directions, here he wants his options which way to go if the rabbis come from two directions. If no rabbi comes at all, neither in the east, nor in the West, then I want neither of those two Erev Tchumen to be operative. Rather, I want the center of my 2000 almost life on Shabbos to be like everyone else in my town, around the town. Rebuda Omer, Rebuda, on this point with the rabbi coming to town, he argues and he says, If there were two rabbis that came simultaneously, but one of those rabbis is the Rav of this fellow, so then, Holach Eitzel Rabo, then he is required to rely on the Erev Tchumen that is in the side where his own Rav is coming from. Meaning, according to Rabbi Yehuda, we're going to establish that we're like doing a psychological assessment of this guy, if you will. And we're saying, when he put these two Erevin down, in his mind, he thought, if it's my Rav that's coming, then I doff go on to see my Rav, and therefore that would be the one that would be operative, the one that it corresponds to the side of the town that my Rav is coming to go speak at. And therefore, I have not got the option of choosing the other direction in the, to hear the other rabbi, not my Rav. That's Rabbi Yehuda Shita. In other words, he's forcing you to choose with your Rav because he holds up as you meant all along. The Chachamim and the Halacha is not necessarily people want fresh ideas. They want you know, to hear something different. And therefore, when he put the air of Tchumen out on Friday afternoon, he didn't think that, well, it's my Rav. I'm going towards him, Davka. No, a person kept his options open all along. If both of the Rebbeim who come to give the Shir on Shabbos are his own Rebbeim. So now we're sort of back in the neutral position, and he can choose which way he goes, he can go in either way, which actually is the sheet of the Tanakhama, the Chachamim. So 
The question then is, so what's Rabbi Yehuda coming to add in that scenario? And the answer is that you might have thought that Rabbi Yehuda holds that if one of the Rabbeim is one is just a generic teacher of his, but the other one is his Rav Muvchak. Rav Muvchak means like the the teacher from whom you learned most of your Torah, um, which was a common phenomenon in the time of Mishnah prior to the printing press. Nowadays, certainly less so. We rely on going to different schools, different teachers. We use farm, um, which was not really such a thing today. This is not such a mitzvah that today, typically. But in the time of the Mishnah, people got the Masorah from a particular Rav usually, and therefore most people or many people had their Rav Muvchak, the established teacher that gave the most of wisdom. So Rabbi Yehuda's point here is, if you have one Rav Muvchak and another Rav coming from two different directions, just as Rabbi Yehuda held that you'd go see your Rav Dafka, you might have thought incorrectly that, that Rabbi Yehuda holds that if one of them were your Rav Muvchak, that that's what you had in mind. So here, Rabbi Yehuda concedes. And he says, no, if a person has two Rabbeim, there's no necessity that he had his Rav Muvchak in mind to give priority before Shabbos came in necessarily. And therefore, even Rabbi Yehuda agrees in such a scenario when he has the possibility of deciding between going to hear a lecture from his Rav Muvchak and another Rav of his, he can choose which one he wants to go to on Shabbos relying on this tonight as we establish the Mishnah. And again, this is indeed Halacha Lamaisa.